0: Welcome to the Lancaster Patriot Podcast. My name is Chris Hume. Thank you for joining us today. Joined by Joel Saint, Pastor of Independence Reform Bible Church. Joel, thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me again. Luke Saint, author of The Sound Doctrine of Theocracy. Luke, thanks for coming in. Thanks. And Travis Schmalhofer, former uh, sheriff's sergeant, right? Right here in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. Thanks for coming in, Travis. Thank you for having me. All right. Well, today we are going to be discussing Amos Miller and what is happening in Lancaster County. And in that spirit, we have raw milk from an undisclosed location here in studio. And so before we start the show, um, cheers to Amos Miller and Food Freedom.
1: Am I uh, committing a crime right now? Huzzah. By, by drinking. <laughs> you you may or may not be. <laughs> <laughs> Watch me maybe commit a crime. Are you kidding me? By drinking milk? Yes,
0: yeah, so that, that is delicious milk the, right there. By <laughs> the people. For the people. That's Very right. Very good. Yeah. Um, so, I believe this is um, not from Water Buffalo. Again, this is raw milk from an undisclosed location, but Amos Miller's Water Buffalo milk is, is the most delicious milk that I've ever tasted in my life. So I haven't tried that yeah, yet. Yeah, I encourage you to. It's not cheap, but none of his stuff is, but it's it's quality, quality stuff. So if you are unaware of what's going on with Amos Miller, he's an Amish farmer here in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. Uh, he, he sells, he provides raw milk, cheese, uh, dairy products, meat, A lot of stuff, and it's not just his stuff that he grows. There are smaller farmers that uh, provide him with food, and he sells it for them. He was raided by the Pennsylvania State Police, by the Pennsylvania Department of Agriculture, last week on Thursday. And they took some of his food, and then they put the rest, not all of his food, but they said everything in this large walk-in cooler basically is under detainment. And you're not allowed to move it. You're not allowed to dispose of it. You're not allowed to sell it. Uh, you're not allowed to eat it, essentially, and, and until the Pennsylvania Department of Agriculture releases that order. Uh, and so the 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 real impetus behind this is that Amos Miller does not follow all the regulations as it relates to selling products, selling milk, selling dairy, whatever. The government says you have to follow our regulations. You have to jump through our hoops if you're going to sell these products to your neighbors. And uh, Amos Miller and his customers uh, don't don't want that. They they want to go to Amos Miller and they want to buy the products that he produces and the farmers that are in his network, precisely because they are outside this government regulation. Um, I don't know, Joel. I guess are they crazy to think you know what? Maybe the government doesn't know what's best when it comes to our health.
1: Uh, are these the same people that wanted to tell us that you shouldn't work, or shouldn't shouldn't have a job, shouldn't travel? Unless you take a particular uh, dosage of undisclosed and unknown poisons and du- inject it directly into your body. Are these the same people that tell us that we can't uh, go to Amos Miller and buy a block of cheese? I-, I-, I think they are the same people. Once again, we see the, the, the k- kind of off-weird balance going on here. By off-weird balance, I'm talking about. the same. If the government is if, – if, if, if somebody in a position of power – is going to tell you, you have to do something unhealthy. You can be sure these same people will stop you from doing what is healthy. Mm. It's that weird, dumb balance that we're facing right now.
0: Yeah, well said. Sorry, I was distracted. This milk is is absolutely delicious. I can taste the straw. (laughs) I don't know
2: about you guys, but I can taste the straw in it. (laughs) What do you mean like this? (laughs) You (laughs) mean the hay.
0: Yeah, the hay that they've been eating. I can taste it.
3: It is 100% grass fed. Yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, it's good stuff.
0: Uh, so, okay, so I didn't. I missed everything you said because I was enjoying this
3: delicious milk. But <laughs> I'm
1: still trying to think. Are we criminals
3: now? I mean, what We've been criminals for a long time. Joel.
1: Yeah, we we just didn't know which particular uh, um, department of agriculture or whatever department they've got ABC department that we're disobeying at any one time.
0: Right. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Go ahead, Luke. Did you have something you want to say?
1: Uh, about this whole
2: situation, yeah, yeah, about this whole scam yeah. of of, uh, of of regulation. As I was saying to Travis earlier, um, <clears throat> innovation is always frozen by regulation, and and has been the testimony of many people who have been involved in uh, regulation and and businesses where there was no regulation, and regulation came along. Uh, often the time, oftentimes the. The motivation of the regulation sometimes the state is indifferent and bizarrely sometimes they're indifferent they don't really care but somebody who corner wants to corner the market gets a hold of a legislator convinces him this is a good idea for his career and blah 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 and then they pass these pork bills with all this regulation and the next thing you know the 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 market is frozen because um, somebody who had influence and power um, got one of his legislators to pass this bill in the guise of freedom and safety or what have you, and they've just made everything worse. And it, and it wasn't initiated by the government. It was initiated by a businessman who was like, I want to corner this. You know, you can only do it my way. I've got this way to do it, and you can only do it my way. And once it's cornered, then I get more business. So oftentimes, it's not even the government initiating the, the tyranny. Sometimes it's people uh, wielding the government like a club because they have the time, they have the energy, they have the influence, uh, to, 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 make it happen. So anytime that, that, that these things are, you know, at the point of a gun Satan, you have to do it this way, it's always a halt to progress. And we're all about progress right here, especially the progressives, right? I hope you're about progress. Um, so at, at anytime the government gets a hold of a regulating law or regulating bill, the technology is frozen in time in place because you can't you can't um innovate you're not rewarded you have to do it a certain way you have to use a certain tool you have to do it at a certain time at a certain location with certain people and and, and the the experimentation and the freedom to do it a different way a freedom to think outside the box a freedom to approach it from a different angle a freedom to um, you know, you, you know, use a different part of your brain to think about these things. You know, the, the freedom to do that is gone, and, and and you're left with just punishment for doing it a different way. You know, all in the name, all in the name of uh, well, not in the name of freedom. They're not saying that. It's the name of safety now. So, um, you know. Oh yeah,
1: it's it's, it's not about liberty and right. freedom. Right. It's about safety. It's about we, safety. And and who yeah. better to keep you safe? Yeah. Than the people with guns. Yes. The people with guns will keep you safe. Yes. So. And like I said last podcast, a phrase
2: that is worse than uh, "I'm from the government, I'm here to help." I I'll, I'm, I see that, and I raise you the government said I could, and that's what's going on here with people enforcing these wicked laws and wicked regulations.
0: Yeah, that's what we see with these seven. I'm assuming Department of Ag employees and three state troopers. Yeah, I'm just doing my job. I'm just doing my job. Hey, and
2: I know if you corner them, none of them agree with it. I promise you none of them agree with it Uh, personally this is what they'd say if you corner them this is what they say Uh, well you know I don't I don't really agree with it. I mean, I think he should be able to sell his stuff. But, you know, I mean, we're a nation of laws and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, hey, I just don't want to make a scene. And, you know, he should have just followed the rules and, you know, all that kind of silliness. That's the kind of crap we have to put up with, with the people who are not here and don't care about your safety and you don't care about your freedom. They're agents of the state. They're there to enforce the tyranny of the state. And that's why they have their jobs. That's the only thing they care about.
0: Yeah. Well, Travis, I'm going to come to you here um, while I'm enjoying some more of this raw milk. Can <laughs> can you share your thoughts on this as it relates even to, to civil disobedience, starting with Amos Miller as an example? I mean, what he's doing is civil disobedience. He is saying, I'm going to provide this product to my neighbor, even though there's a man-made law saying I can't do it this way. And I know we were talking about some concerns you have. Where does this end? So share some of your thoughts on this, Travis.
3: Yeah, I have a lot of thoughts on this. Um, being a former law enforcement officer, I remember what it's like to always constantly be questioning, okay, is this a lawful thing that I'm I'm being required to enforce here? Especially as a Christian. Yeah, as a yeah. Christian, mm-hmm. specifically. Uh, because if I'm not a Christian, the I don't state, really have any basis. Yeah, the state for, can
0: be your God. Yeah, exactly. And, and, like, and many Christians practically, unfortunately, that's the case.
3: It is, really. Um, and I think that's because of, you know, we're not all 100% consistent all the time. I'm not... <clears throat> But the goal is that we do seek to bring ourselves in alignment with God's word. Um, And so I think that, especially during 2020, when I was still uh, in law enforcement, it forced me to think about, uh, you know, with all the the riots going on, with the pandemic happening and churches shutting down, all these things. These are all related. And uh, if you haven't read Matt Trujillo's book, um, The Doctrine of the Lesser Magistrates, it's a must read. Um, I did my master's thesis on Romans 13, and that I finished in 2018. So I did that prior to all these things happening. And, you know, a a good reading of that should not lead us to a place where a lot of Christians still feel like, and you guys have covered it on this show already before, uh, but if you're for the first time you're listening to this, uh, a lot of Christians read Romans 13 and they say, there's no room for us to disobey. The civil authorities. But that is not a good reading of Romans 13. Romans 13 does tell us to obey the authorities. But you also have to take Romans 13 and other passages uh, that talk about, you know, you can think of multiple passages, just thinking, starting in the Old Testament in Exodus, where you have Shifra and Pua, the um, midwives, disobeying the order of Pharaoh. Uh, You have Daniel and his friends disobeying. You have, in the New Testament, you have the apostles disobeying the Sanhedrin and continuing to preach the gospel.
0: You also have Paul disobeying when he's told to leave prison. Exactly. He says no.
3: So either, either the Bible is contradictory or there's a little bit more going on there, okay? Now, in Romans 13, you have... Three different uses of uh, different. The first three is diakonos and then liturgos, uh, the Greek words for deacon or servant, used of the civil authorities, servants of God. If you're a servant of God, what does that mean? That you should be serving God and His purposes, right? If you're a servant of God. So the authorities, the civil authorities, are supposed to and are required to do God's work. And if they're going against his law, his word, they're no longer serving God. And it is incumbent upon Christians to be able to recognize that and to say, you know, they're actually going against God's law here. They're, they're in the Amos Miller situation that we're talking about. They're actually condemning a man who's not doing anything evil. He's serving his neighbors with natural, healthy food that those neighbors actually want. What's he doing wrong? He's not doing anything wrong. He hasn't he hasn't done anything to injure anyone. Um, you know, if if you're actually if you're not a, a liberal or uh, a, a Marxist or whatever, then the uh, the free market should determine what is good and what is not good, right? So if Amos Miller's business is thriving and it's not because he's getting government subsidies and, and all these other kickbacks, it's because his customers actually want to buy his food, that should say something.
1: Yeah, and you pointed out, I believe, in your commentary, Chris, that it's not just Amos Miller that, that is being attacked here because he is uh, obviously being, buying food from other farmers – Right and selling them to his his network. Right. So it's not not just Amos Miller being attacked here. It's anyone who produces something that someone else actually wants. Mm-hmm. And where do we get the idea that the state is allowed to step in and say no? You're not allowed to have that like a, like a nanny mommy, right? No toys for you. Mm-hmm. I, isn't that mm-hmm. what's happening here? Right.
3: Well, isn't it interesting that the state now allows us to go buy marijuana? They allow us to to purchase pornography. All the all these things that are really not good for us, but they won't allow us to go down to Amos Miller's farm. Right.
1: And, and it's that, that weird balance again, <laughs> because right here in Lancaster County, we have an abortion clinic. Now, it's not surgical abortions, but they do the pill. Right. And the pill starves the baby. Mm-hmm. Right. You're allowed to take the pill to starve the baby, but you're not allowed to buy a piece of cheese from Amos Miller. Right. Right. We're, we're back to that it's
2: that dopey balance again
3: hypocrisy here
1: yep. yeah and down yeah. in kensington
2: avenue in philadelphia you got people walking around like zombies you know have
1: you guys have you guys seen that youtube oh my word it, 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 yeah. yeah
2: and and the state does nothing about that i don't care about that i have well, no problem with that at all you
3: could have gone down to ben's park in lancaster city during 2020 it was pretty much the same pretty thing. much the same thing right in <laughs> city
2: no yeah. raid there no raid there at all. They they go after. The, I mean, it's 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 the it's the question of why did the why did the Soviets attack people at nighttime? Is because they were disoriented. Is because they could take advantage of them. They weren't. They didn't do day raids. They would attack. They would raid people at night when they were disoriented, when they could take advantage of them. And the state only goes after people they take they can take advantage of. They can't take advantage of those people down. And they can't get any money or do anything with those people down. In, in Philadelphia, zombies—they're worthless people. Can't do anything with them. Amos Miller's got money. Amos Miller can be made an example of. He—he's he, prosperous, and he can—he can be night rated basically. I mean, they can take advantage of him and get and squeeze him for a lot of money.
0: Yeah. Well, I want—I want to build on some of that and answer some some questions here. One, Joel, I'm going to start with you to address the pastors, and then we'll open it up to just in general. But there are many pastors, unfortunately, and, and many here in Lancaster County who will not support what Amos Miller is doing, right? Even just vocally, they'll say, no, I mean, why, why shouldn't he follow the regulations like everyone else? Amos would just follow the regulations. And so there's really two parts to that. One, what Amos is doing and defying them. And two, uh, what happens, like the more regulations we have, is that going to lead to blessing and prosperity? And how is this loving neighbor? So I want you to address the pastors and then, We can go around and address any other objections as well that other people might have and say, Amos should just follow the rules like everyone else.
1: Yeah, um, Amos should follow the rules. We should all follow the rules. What rules? The rules of the Federal Register, which is enough to take up this room. Uh, The the rules from the Department of Agriculture, the rules from various um, ABC agencies. We don't even know what they are. on the other hand, pastors, and I'm speaking to pastors now, we do have a book. It's 66 smaller books long. It's the Bible. And it has given all to us, according to Peter, all that pertains to life and godliness. And as a pastor, it's your job to sift through what's going on in the whole wide world and to be able to tell your congregation what is right and what is wrong according to the Bible. Now, you're going to stand in your pulpit every week, and you're going to tell people what's right and wrong according to some standard somewhere. Is it going to be the Bible, or is it going to be the state? Let me, let me focus a little bit more on this. If you're going to believe as some will stand up and say, oh, you know what, whatever the state says we need to do, let, let me ask you this, this question. When you stand before Christ and all your the, the people, your congregation stands before Christ one at a time. Will he pull out the Federal Register, the uh, rules, all, all, the, all the rules, the Pennsylvania Code, all these things, and say, you know what, you were responsible to obey every one of these, because I said so in Romans 13, the first Peter 2, or will you be judged according to the eternal word of God? Here is a, a I, I trust not a newsflash, the Federal Register is going to go away someday. The Pennsylvania Code is going to go, go away someday. But forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. Now, what are the two greatest commandments? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and your neighbor as yourself. I want to present a definition of freedom because God has called us to freedom. He has not called us to slavery. Here's my definition of freedom and how it applies to the Amos Miller case. My definition of freedom is this. That state of affairs wherein I am not punished for obeying Christ and loving my neighbor. If I'm not punished for obeying Christ and loving my neighbor, at that point, I'm free. This is where the Amos Miller case comes in. If he is not free to love his neighbor, and I am not free to love Amos Miller, at that point, my freedom has been compromised. And whenever our freedom has been compromised, our ability to serve Christ and serve our neighbor has been compromised pastor friend it is your responsibility to defend freedom and liberty whenever and wherever you can because it is in those conditions that we can best serve christ and neighbor if it's important to us one of the reasons why we are losing our freedom is because we don't care about it and you know why we don't care about our freedom it's because it's because we don't really care about serving christ and our neighbor listen my friends The less we care about serving Christ and neighbor, the less we will care about our freedom. And at this point, I need to ask, do we even deserve our freedom? Because if we don't even care about serving Christ and neighbor, then we don't even deserve freedom. Pastor friend, I urge you, I beg you today, consider what's happening to your neighbors everywhere. And to the extent that their ability to serve Christ is compromised, attacked, Or maligned it is to that extent that is your job and my job to stand in that gap and proclaim that christ has called us to freedom and called us to liberty and the compromise of his law is unacceptable and my pastor friend you and i should not stand for it because we will answer for our compromise one day see our problem is this we're either going to answer to the state if we cross the state with their illegal and unconstitutional uh, rules, laws, codes, etc. But what about the day we answer to God for not standing up for his sheep
0: when they were attacked by the wolves? Then what? Yeah. Um, Luke, a minute I'll come to you and ask you the American mindset that leads people to this undying trust in, in the state. But first, Travis. You know why does this matter all right moving on from the pastors and just other people saying you know whatever just go buy the milk from the grocery store you know why why are you making a big deal about this but we're talking i mean how far does this go do you think the state is going to stop here if there's no pushback
3: yeah i I was talking about this with my family and my one daughter said uh so who's to say that they're not going to just come to our property because we have a small property that that we do a lot of our own, uh, raising of our own meat and we have our own family milk cow, um, that we, in the past we hand milked and, um, you know, we drink it raw. We just get it out of the cow, take it inside, put it in the fridge and drink it and, and we don't get sick from it. Um, so you know we <laughs> am
1: I am I supposed to be like shocked here <laughs> you you you, you, uh, you you milk your cow and you drink the milk. Wow there's got to be a crime here somewhere. come on guys
3: <laughs> well don't let's not push it there okay it probably yeah, is. but that's that's the point though that is the point point. and that was my daughter raised is that well if they're saying that this man can't do that and sell it to people who actually want it, who's to say that the state's not it's just one more step the state's not going to say. Well, you can't do that for your family. Right. That's dangerous. Right? You know. Now I know that this is the slippery slope argument, but the, have we ever seen the government take less steps of regulation? I mean, let's just be honest. No, they don't do that. It's always okay. They've gotten that far. Now let's just get a little bit more. Let's get a little more. Let's get a little more. So for and and this is an issue. The Amos Miller situation to me, seems like an issue that should unite uh, differing factions of people who otherwise would not be united. Um, you know, like I think of my crunchy friends who who are liberal, who? progressive... What would you call them? Crunchy. I've never heard that. You never heard that? Yeah. What does that mean? Like they that, drive Subarus, Priuses, okay. you know, they...
1: They're not buying corn, uh, Kellis
0: corn They're no, buying buying. They, um, they go to Lemon
3: know, Street Market, yeah. you know.
0: I, okay, I picture like Dan Neffen with L&P would be... Yeah. crunchy he, he, he potentially he, could he be i don't know I,
3: I know he, i know who he is but yeah. i've never asked him what he eats yeah. yeah i don't know
0: i don't know what he eats they're either. buying the granola <laughs> okay.
1: you know it's, it's crunchy okay, yeah. okay.
3: <laughs> i don't know where the term came from okay. but anyway like i think of these these people and i and i have some friends in that community uh you know i think of joel salatin who's who's kind of like this this picture of a person who's he's a conservative christian yet some people would say he's an environmentalist you know like he all these people should be united on the Samus Miller situation. You know, those of us who are, who are uh, theologically conservative and who actually believe in good stewardship of God's earth and want to try to eat healthy, you know, natural foods. Uh, And then even the leftist progressives who, you know, have their, their crystals that they, you know, use and, and all that. Like we all care about actually trying to value nature and the things that God has given us, including the foods. So I wouldn't be surprised if some of the more progressive people would kind of get behind Amos Miller on this. Yeah. And, and I think it should be. I mean, that's there should be freedom here for us to actually put into our own mouths what we think is good and healthy for our families.
0: Yeah. Well, I think Luke, I want to bring you in here on that because I think that's where it, I think people should support this. But we've, ta- we've spoken before, Luke, about, you know, these different groups that say they're about freedom or independence or autonomy, but in the end, is not the state still their God? And, and, and they, they, they want freedom to do certain things. And I think that's going to be one of the things that prevents some people from supporting this because they're going to say, well, yeah, we, we want freedom to do these things, but the, we, we can't defy the state at least that's a many people in America have that mindset that whatever the state says goes. So just comment Luke on, on any of this and on why many Americans are still, Hey, the state said this, we follow it. Mm
2: -hmm. It's, you know, you use freedom a lot in in what you're talking about, but, um, you'll never understand, uh, freedom. If you I've said this before many times, but I'm going to keep saying it. You never understand freedom if you don't understand the purpose of mankind here on earth. If you don't know what we're trying to accomplish, you'll never understand what freedom is and liberty and prosperity. To what end do we have freedom? Because I said before, as Travis was talking, you know, I thought about, you know, the, the liberal people um, who, you know, <laughs> You know the the cash value of what the left argues for is 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 just sexual perversion perversion and killing your babies. That's really all they argue for because they say diversity is our strength, but they don't really mean it. Because obviously, Amos Miller is being very diverse in the food the food he's offering. Shouldn't we be celebrating this? This is diversity. We're getting food from different cultures, different uh, different ideas. This is, we're being diverse now, aren't we happy? No, we're not happy. We're not happy. This is actually a bad thing because he's taking dominion, and that's bad. I, th- I think about, um, what was it, uh, from the Sword and the Stone, Madam Mim, when she said, uh, when she revealed that she was a bad guy, and uh, she told King Arthur, she said... Um, uh, you know, he told her. He said Merlin uses his powers for good, and she and she runs over the window and she s- reveals her intent, and she says, "Yes, he uses power for good, but for me that's bad." And she shuts the window and she you know starts to attack King Arthur, and I think that as the the liberals, yes, you're using it for good, and to us that's bad. You cannot use your powers for good. You must use your powers for um, uh, sexual perversion or um or uh, you know baby murdering and and they put that under the guise of um uh, reproductive rights uh but if we don't if we don't understand the the purpose of mankind here on earth and and that's what americans and many american christians don't understand they don't look at our purpose in terms of dominion god told us twice arguably three times three times he said go into all the world go into all the world and take dominion be fruitful multiply and, and uh, make disciples of all nations, okay? That's what we should be doing. Amos Miller is doing that. He's taking dominion of the earth. That is a good thing. And it should always be defended. It should always be promoted. It should always be celebrated. That is a good thing. But Christians, we don't understand our purpose here on earth, we've given up the Dominion mandate. We've we've given it up because, you know, even most Christians today, we don't have we don't are not fruitful and we don't multiply. We have fur babies instead of actual children and we don't get married until we're forty one years old. You know, that that this is a bad thing. And we don't understand if we don't understand what we're all trying to accomplish, what God told us to do, and that's not to worship him, okay? God didn't say, I put you on this earth to worship me. That's not in the Bible. It doesn't say that. When he turns Adam and Eve around, and he turns Noah around, he said, okay, let's try this again. What do I want you to do? Here's what I want you to do. I want you to go into the world. I want you to take dominion, be fruitful, multiply, and then, as Christ said, as you're going, Go into all the world and as you are going, is what John keeps saying is the proper translation of that verse, as you are going, make disciples of all nations, right? All power and authority is given to Christ. That's what we're trying to do here. That's what Amos is doing. And any law or regulation or ordinance or what have you that gets in the way of that divine uh, directive is unjust, it's, it's tyrannical, and it is not a good thing and it must be opposed But Christians, we don't look at it in uh, our lives in terms of dominion. We look at it as my purpose here on earth, I think the average Christian goes into church and they think, well, here I am in the four walls, it's time for me to worship God, and it's time for me to be the statist six days out of the week, seven days out of the week. There's status in church, too. You know, what what am I saying? So... You know, the the, the 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 average Christian believes when, when when push comes to shove, I'm just well as long as I worship God, everything's okay. No, everything's not okay, as it says in Amos chapter five. I see your worship, but I don't care about your worship. Your worship is crap to me. It's nothing. It's a waste of time, and it's making me more more angry because you are letting injustice happen out there in the culture. And then when the Christians finally come around to justice, okay, it is justice. What is it? It's Black Lives Matter. Mm when we finally get around to justice it's uh, this, we're, now we're arguing for justice in, in the culture this is what I want we need We need to follow Amos 5 yeah let's get out there and do justice ah oh, racial inequality that's the that's the injustice that we have to fight against thank you David Platt you know, and I'm glad he's being exposed as a fraud I'm glad that he, he is and I hope everyone is him and Matt Chandler both and all those fraudulent people who are all about the money and, and they use the church to get rich I hope they all get exposed and I hope the uh, decentralization and big evangelicalism uh, 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 is deflated and decentralization of the Christian church happens but Christian your job here on earth as it pertains to the things around you to, uh, you know, besides loving God with all your heart soul mind and strength and loving your neighbor as yourself you must take dominion and you must help others take dominion and you must not get in the way of when other people do it you must define dominion by biblical terms yeah, that's th- what we're th- th- yeah, here to think,
1: do think of the value and the benefits that we already have because people came took dominion before us they built roads no but they, this is they bad to things. christians this is bad because yeah. we're embracing the
2: gnosticism atoms material microphone bad oh kids walking around with cell phones and TikTok. oh look how far we've fallen that is not the problem it's not the problem D- dominion i mean technology is good but we don't we're just not responsible enough our character and our culture is the problem it's not the technology that I keep people seeing complain that keep complaining about oh kids walking around with their cell phones nothing wrong with a kid walking around with a cell phone what he needs is the maturity and the responsibility that most adults don't even have to handle that cell phone the cell phone is not bad it's just like a car you know look at these kids walking driving around and getting in accidents the car is not the problem it's the child driving it or the kid or the, the adult driving it you know we technology is a good thing we must p- promote it it's a tool of dominion and, and, and Satan can't give us new technology. He doesn't know how to give us new technology. He's a god of chaos. He's not the god of order. He cannot contribute to a, 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 any sort of technology. It must be celebrated. But with, with that technology comes the responsibility, and Christians have given up on the responsibility. Since we've given up on dominion, our technology is next.
0: So what you're saying, Luke, here is this this attack on Amos Miller is one of many examples of man in the in the – Form of the state here at war with christ because christ has called on his followers to take dominion god has called yes. called on us all to do that yes and um the only way to do that is to repent and trust in christ and, and then obey his law word mm-hmm. but this is a direct attack yes on, on, on the great dominion. commission yes yes yeah.
2: it is it is it's it, it's it's a direct attack on the great commission because if i mean if we don't have a strong country and a godly and righteous country then how can we expect to be a light shining uh, to other countries? Uh, we, we need missionaries here more than we need to send missionaries out there. That that much is
0: true. Yeah, we're exporting statism
2: yes. to Africa. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, we're exporting. You guys
0: know that. You were just there we're last ex- year. We're right?
2: exporting dispensationalism and, and uh, um, big evangelicalism. That's what we're exporting. We're not mature enough to, to, to send out missionaries
1: anymore. We need missionaries to come here. Well, we, our pastors have bought into the idea of neutrality. I want to talk about neutrality for just a moment. And we talked about this before. I was thinking about this over this weekend. In fact, I had a conversation with uh, one, of my, one of my good pastor buds, uh, Ron Crons, about this. And you know, I was thinking about <coughs> neutrality here. Uh, okay, Christ says that the good shepherd gives his life for the sheep, right? But the hireling… And, and, and he's come that we might have life have more abundantly right but the hireling sees the wolf coming and and flees so i have concluded that the that the hireling is actually not a bad person the hireling is neutral he's neutral right i'm not for the wolf i'm not for the sheep i'm just getting out of dodge and the sheep are attacked and scattered Thank you, neutrality, for the sheep. You just fed the sheep to the wolf in the name of neutrality, and that is happening in our pulpits.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Joel, I think you probably have some stuff to read there. Uh, I want us to talk a little bit about you know, how you respond to this in general. I mean, here you have the state coming in, and they're targeting Amos Miller. There's no doubt about that, saying you cannot buy from Amos Miller. I mean, that's effectively what they're saying here. They put this notice up on the cooler, and it's it starts listing these items like milk, cheese, and then it's like, and all the items in this walk-in cooler, and then you go into the cooler, and there's like stickers like here and there on different jars of, of beets and salsa, and it's like none of it can be moved, uh, or or you are liable to civil and criminal uh, penalties, uh, you know. None of it can be moved. Yeah, it can't even be moved. Yeah, that that's what it says. You might be a criminal if you move it, like right. like I move these
1: beets. Right to look at the label on the salsa, and I'm right. liable to civil crime. Wow. It
0: says "product under detention order, not to be moved or used without authorization of the PA Department oh, of Agriculture." Pete <laughs> so <laughs> so. Be, be, behold your God, the yeah, PA Department right. of Agriculture. Yeah. You yeah. can't move this jar of sauerkraut, whatever that that is. That's something else. That I don't know. Like honey to me. Yeah, honey. You got yeah. sauerkraut there on the right. You got uh, <laughs> the, I, that labels on uh, fermented salsa, uh, a, a can or a jar of beets. Uh, so, oh, that's fermented kimchi juice, actually. And,
2: and I know, and I know what the guy I who mean, put it on there, I know what the guy who put it on
0: there is thinking, well I,
2: well, I wouldn't personally, you know, I don't really agree with this, but you know, I, I, they just told me to do it and you know, I, but I, Amos, I agree with you. Amos, man, I'd buy from you. Heck, I have a guy down the street that I buy from, but. Right. That's a huge, huge but problem. Put the handcuffs on and get in the car.
3: Yeah. Um, it, is, it is an issue that needs to be raised because um, the longer I was in law enforcement and I don't know where I would be today if I had not gotten out of it and I got out for different reasons, but um, I'm kind of glad that I'm not in that position anymore hmm. uh, because you know situations like this come up and, and it's just a constant ethical dilemma. Uh, and I feel, I really do feel for the guys that are, you know, the state troopers and, and all these other, guys. like I was talking to my wife about it, you know, I, I see, I, I think I knew the one guy and that rated Amos Miller's. I think so. okay Yeah. I didn't know as many state troopers didn't interact with them as much, but, um but you know, like I, I've been in situations where I was just like, uh, I'm not so sure about this, mm-hmm. you know, but it wasn't like I felt strongly one way or the other, but there were definitely things that if I were to go back, I probably wouldn't do some of the things that I did Mm -hmm. in law enforcement just because of the way that my mind has, has gone with understanding, uh, following God's law. And, Mm -hmm. um, so it is, it is an ethical difficulty. Did you get out? did,
2: did Did you get out because of like conviction?
3: no okay i got out for financial reasons oh okay county government is the worst employer ever Oh. Okay. Um, thanks to the commissioners yeah
2: the but 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 is, it, it's it's br- it's brilliant of the state to, to constantly be i mean it behooves them to constantly be giving new laws um because you know you were having ethical dilemmas right and the longer you would have those ethical dilemmas the less you'd likely you'd be to stay yeah so who are the people who stay well, the we've seen that in the military yeah, the, too. The, you the know, people like don't, during the pandemic, right? The people who don't have an ethical <laughs> dilemma, right? They're they're rewarded for staying, and the people who do have uh, have a conscience and a heart, they're punished. So, so who are you left with at the end of the day enforcing the rules of the state?
0: It's the people who don't have an ethical dilemma with enforcing the rules of the state. And these pe- and these people, some of them, I'm, I would venture to guess go to go to church on Sunday morning yes they and do. this is where it goes back to the pastors where I think yes. I've said before this is the heart of our problem in America those ten people that walked out of Amos Miller's farm store carrying those coolers
3: I have I have very little hope for the bureaucratic agents I, I really you know all the people that are involved in the bureaucratic ABC organizations of yeah, the government. Yeah, but
1: Chris's point is they're
0: all welcome in church on Sunday morning well,
3: well
1: just yes. the, the regular yes. people
0: as long as they're willing to do this then, then you know we're going to continue to have tyranny, mm-hmm. and that's that's a. Pro- it's not oh yeah. let's get a new president that's going to change yeah. things. Yeah. yeah, we're
1: not talking about state-approved a, t- a tyranny. We're talking about church-approved tyranny. Yeah, that's it's what we're talking true. about it's here,
0: true. right? And it's these true. these people they are willing to sell out their neighbors mm-hmm. for their paycheck. Yeah, and as long as and, and that's I've said before with any tyranny, and you talk about Hitler, you talk about Stalin, you talk about these other regimes, communists like they had no power. And when you and I were talking about this, Luke. You know, there's there's the question is always who's going to enforce the mandate or the edict? Mm-hmm. And if you had a just society, the people would only enforce righteous mm-hmm. rulings. Yes. But what we have in our society is a statist society where people do not care about justice. They care about their paycheck and their comfort and they just blindly obey their God, the state. And so to me, those people are the problem. Well then maybe we need to add one more thing, Dad, to, to your to your call to pastors. Not
2: only defend um, not only defend their neighbor but punish and and discipline those who attack their neighbor if there is somebody in your congregation who is enforcing unjust laws you as a pastor have a responsibility to bring that member under church discipline here's
1: here's a case now in in you know i'm a pastor i don't have any medical practitioners that i know of in my in, in my congregation but let's say i did have someone who was who, who was let's say enforcing the clot the jab mm-hmm. okay and i went to that person said uh, said to the person you know what um tell me about this well, it may or be good or bad, but I'm going to save my job. Wait a second. Wait a minute. Are you actually doing something that you know will bring harm to your neighbor? You can't worship here. <laughs> you, you can't. You are not loving your neighbor as yourself. You're not loving Christ. You are not welcome here in this congregation. Is that not the least I should do? In that, in, in that situation, I mean, you, you, got, you have all kinds of uh, doctors, you have um, bureaucrats in this case that are actively harming their neighbor. And how can I, as an honest pastor, which I trust by the grace God, of God I want to be, accept that in my congregation and
0: act as if we're all
1: here worshiping God together? How, mm-hmm. can, how can I do that?
0: That's that's the Amos Five thing, right, Luke? Like yes. you're here worshiping, but yes. you don't
1: care about justice. You don't care about
2: your neighbor, right? And and that's and that's, that's your that's your you're big problem. Practicing the, injustice the, 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 while
0: you
1: come and worship before me. The, you're practicing
2: injustice. The American mindset is I can love God without loving my neighbor. That's I think that's part of the core um, of, of the problem. I can love God and I don't need to love my neighbor in the process. It's just a relationship between me and God, and who
1: cares about my neighbor? You know, I'm, I'm going to go off on a little little bit of a uh, of a tangent here and i i 'm going to talk about congregational singing, and I want to talk about modern kind of worship music, uh, spectator singing. We have broken up the congregation by the way we sing uh, here 's what i 'm talking about A lot of modern churches, the lights go down right, and the, the lights go down the congregation, and the lights go up on the worship team, which is basically a a, a band uh, right of, of talented or semi-talented Misfit toys yeah with with i mean and and the qualifications usually are not so much that you have to be able to sing all that well or play but you have to have the right tattoos uh, okay i'm just kidding um you do got to be able to a to be of committing music. fornication then you yeah it'd be good for, and, and hey well, why not why not some drugs also who knows who knows it, So so here's the thing if if you are harming someone else in in the congregation it's going to be hard to sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs together with that person congregationally but the way we do it now we turn down the lights and it doesn't matter if you're singing. it doesn't matter if you have any kind of connection with the other people in congregation at all i'm just doing my job here and i'm sorry for going on this rabbit trail a little bit but we are seeing the breakup of the congregation through our singing Oddly enough, as I understand, happened during the, pande- the pandemic, the scamdemic. I-, I don't know if the um, if the um, what do you call it, the performers in the front were ever told to wear masks. I, I don't know if they were enough, but we were told to wear masks because we might be spread the germs during congregational singing. Hmm. These people understand something.
0: Yeah. Well, you brought up some points there, and I want to actually tie it back. I think there's a couple things there that are really important. I mean, in this case, I don't think any, obviously, any of these people, excuse me, going into Amos Miller's property were Amish, so they're not going to be in the same church with Amos. But imagine a situation where it is. You you have someone going under the, the authority of their state job to one of their fellow church members' homes and raiding the home because of some man-made edict. Now, but this is what the state wants. The state wants, and this is, again, why this is an attack on, on Christ and dominion, the state wants absolute loyalty to them. They're fine if you have your Christianity over here, as long as your final loyalty is to the state. So it doesn't matter if these guys go to church and proclaim to be Christians, as long as Monday through Saturday, or even if they get a call on Sunday to Luke's point, they'll go and raid their, their own fellow believer, Right, but that's what the state wants. See, the state demands mm. your obedience. They don't care. They don't care about our churches. People are like, oh, you know, they're going to shut down our churches. They're happy to have you go to your church as long as you'll do what they say the rest of the time. Um, yeah, if I could just make one more appeal to pastors as well, pastors, if you don't if you don't stand
1: now, here's what's going to happen to you. This has happened before. And it's going to happen to you again. If you won't stand up against tyranny here, you say, well, hey, I'm 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 taking my hands off. I'm going to be neutral. You're not going to be neutral for long. The day is going to be. The day is going to come, Pastor, when they're going to come to you and ask you for a list. They're going to ask you to rat on your neighbor. No neutrality here. If you don't stand now, they're coming and they're going to get more and more out of you. You got to stand now, Pastor.
0: Now is the time. Yeah, you got to make your decision because again, they're going to be in this. Oh, I'm going to be neutral here. Well, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't turn Amos Miller in. No, but no, I'm not. No, I'm not no, going no, to oppose. No. But well, what happens when? They go to the next farm down the road and they shut that guy down and then they go to the next one. And then they say, anybody who, who shops here, they're also liable to be, I mean, in this case, and I just want to bring this up a little bit in this case, if you go in and you, you take the product off and you purchase it, you're, you're quote unquote, breaking the law. So at what point is the pastor going to be like, well, you know, um, I, I I will tell on my neighbor if they're doing this, sure. because fundamentally, if, Romans 13, yeah, you're yeah, already, right. you're already saying, well, I'm not going to oppose this. I'm not going to call this injustice. Uh, you know, Amos should follow the regulations. You're going to the next step. And I don't think it's a, like you talked about it. I mean, it's the next logical step that you say, Hey, you guys should all be following this. And if you are breaking this order, I'm not going to defend you either. So, you know, where does this end? I mean, it, it's not a stretch to say, the Department of Ag goes after another farmer, and another farmer, and another farmer, and then what's your counsel, Joel? And then anybody can join in, you know, to, to people who purchase their food from people like Amos Miller to feed themselves and their families. They're making that decision. They're taking dominion, saying, "I want to I want to care for my family. I don't want the additives and the preservatives. This is the food I want." Do, do they do they disobey the order? Do they practice civil disobedience, or is that out of bounds? Oh no, we can't we can't disobey this order. We can't go in there and, and take that, that jar of beets. That would be sinful. What would be your response there? And is there a place for yeah. civil
1: disobedience here? Yeah, here's, here's my counsel, directly from the, um, the Apostle Paul, the author of Romans 13. Here's my counsel. This is Paul speaking to the Corinthians. In Damascus, the governor under Aretas the king was guarding the city of, of the Damascenes with a garrison desiring to arrest me. But I was let down in a basket through a window in the wall and escaped from his hands. An act of civil disobedience. I imagine our Romans 13 parade of of compromised pastors would counsel Paul differently today. Oh no, the governor wants to arrest you, arrest you. Go turn yourself in. My counsel is this: obey Christ, love your neighbor. And once again, you are under the, the 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 protection of Christ to love your neighbor. Think about that. If I'm commanded by God to love my neighbor by Christ, love your Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And I love my neighbor. Am I not under His protection, even if I'm not under the protection of the state? Amen. So my counsel is this: choose whose protection you are willing to be under. Hmm. Choose that hmm. because one day you're going to answer for it. Yeah. I know
2: John Piper is not going to do what Paul did. John Piper is going to go submit himself to the state. I mean, that, that infamous video he put out a couple of years ago of saying, if my wife was raped, I, I wouldn't do anything, you know, because uh, I'd, rather, I'd rather, you know, the person hopefully be saved and my wife, you know, violated, than, than that person go to hell. Um, a man needs to learn the fear of the Lord is the
1: beginning of wisdom. He said that.
2: Yeah, uh-huh. he said that. Yeah, yeah. He, he oh, made yeah.
1: a video saying 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 yeah. as much. Yeah. So these people aren't ready to go to heaven yet, or, you know. So I'm, I'm I'm not going to act. You know. So so the, the I mean they're obviously not ready to go to heaven. And for the that's pe- why you should act, bro.
2: And for the people who are saying, well, you know, you should you can you can disobey the government when they ask you to sin. The government was not asking Paul to sin. He'd been arrested no. before. He's no. fine. But here he is. He's saying, I'm not going to get arrested by these people. I'm out of here.
1: See, if we really have a constitution, then we're the ones that are that are actually acting on behalf of Romans thirteen, because if these people are limited by, let's say, the constitution of the state or the constitution of the nation, and they're violating that, then we're the ones that are actually obeying Romans thirteen, and they're the ones that
0: are disobeying it. Well, I think ultimately there has to be that higher standard because I, I think I think they can that's make right. this this argument, and that's one of Luke. Your concern, my concerns. we've talked about this before. This, on that notice on the door, it says, by the authority of the Food Safety Act, that man-made law, mm-hmm. now we have authority. This mm-hmm. is constitutional. Yep. We got a search warrant. Yep. We went through the hoop. So in yep. the end, the Constitution yep. cannot save you from tyranny. In the end. It, it cannot. And, I, I, think and Luke, I think Luke and I might argue that it actually has set the stage for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, Joel, I want to I be clear here. Are you saying it would be a righteous thing to do, a godly thing to do, a loving thing to do, whether it's Amos Miller's case or another farmer, when the state comes in and essentially forbids the purchase and the the exchange of goods to eat and survive, it would be a righteous and godly thing if someone said, you know what, I'm defying that order and I'm going to continue to purchase my products in the face of this man-made edict. You're saying that that would be a good thing.
1: There's no question about the fact that God defines what's good and what's evil. Romans 13 talks about the fact that um, rulers are a terror to evil. Now, it's interesting that that Paul doesn't say they are supposed to be, right? He says rulers are a terror to evil. What if they're not a terror to evil? Well, then by the language, they're not rulers. They're usurpers. It's always a good and righteous thing to love one's neighbor. Uh, example: um, the kulaks during the Holodomor, the uh, starving of the uh, Ukrainians uh, by Stalin uh, during the during the 1940s. I, 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 let me ask a question. Would it have been a good thing to defy the order of Stalin and the Communist Party to give a little food to your neighbor during that time? Of course, it would have been a godly, righteous, love-your-neighbor thing, despite
0: the, uh, the the orders of the state. All the pastors today would agree with you, by the yeah, way. Yeah, back oh, then, oh, Of course, back then. it was right back then. Yeah, yeah But yeah. now it's different. Yeah, yeah. You, you, can go to the, you can go to the grocery store now, so... Yeah.
1: So let, let me say clearly, if it was loving then, and it was, then it's loving now, mm-hmm. and it is.
0: Amen. Um, Brief update here on on the fundraiser for Amos, because uh, this has hampered his business to a degree. And I I think your point there, and it's well said, and to any farmer, ultimately, the people need to defy the order and and keep purchasing from Amos Miller, Uh, because Amos Miller has been, I mean, he's been sticking his neck out for years here uh, in providing these products. But um, we did start a fundraiser here because he has employees he needs to pay. Uh he has other farmers that rely on him. And I think he did kind of suspend potentially selling these products. I'm not sure all the details, but the the fundraiser right now is up to hundred and eight thousand dollars. Praise the Lord, man. Um nearly wow. fifteen hundred people have donated. So there is Okay, I'm
1: intrigued by that. So this isn't some real big shot. This is this is people what, donating ten, twenty five dollars at a time? Yeah. Fifteen hundred people. I yeah. don't know what the average is, but it's gotta be pretty what that's what's the average here? A right? hundred less than a hundred bucks
0: per, right? Yeah. I'll pull up the average here. I don't have the account, but yeah, uh, but yeah the, uh, I think the, the largest donation I think was, was only was 3000, which is okay. a great donation. But if we got 108, three, three, one divided, oh, let me get my 108, three, three, one divided by what do we got? 1492, $72 and 61 cents. That's your average donation. So yeah, these, these are ordinary people that want freedom.
3: That's, that's pretty impressive that that much was raised already. Yeah just a couple days yeah, that's, yeah. Um, that's
2: amazing it's only five days
0: yeah
3: um all right any, anything else
0: we want to add to this i don't think we're going to get into our other story we'll save that for another time um the muslim holiday in in, in the state of pennsylvania unless there's anything someone really wants to add on that uh, but any other thoughts on on this situation with amos miller on why this matters uh on the attack on dominion or anything else you want to say or we can talk about the other topic if you want travis anything else you want to add
3: I just keep coming back to this, uh, you know, dealing with people in positions of authority, uh, law enforcement, or even the people that are working for the department of agriculture. Uh, if you're a Christian, your ultimate allegiance needs to be to God and to his word. And you do need to examine each one of you needs to examine everything that you're asked to do as an official of the government. And you need to every day be willing to put your job on the line in order to do what's right. There were times where I had to uh I had to go to the sheriff a couple of times and say, Look, I, I don't feel like I can do this or that in my particular role. And thankfully he was really good with it and uh but you know at some point you might have a police chief or a director of your department or whatever, who says, no, you're going to have to do this anyway. Every day you need to wake up and, and just before God, you have to realize that, okay, I might have to look for another job. Um, and I think that that's what Chris was saying, uh, for the troopers, the people that were involved in this situation in your conscience, if you think what you were doing was wrong, that's when you need to go to your supervisor and say, look, I know you're asking me to come out and do this, but respectfully, I cannot do that. And I think that that's totally, uh, necessary and required in our time, you know, 50 years ago, maybe there were some, uh, police officers who should have done that when the, um, the racial stuff was going on, you know, And, and there were some that did that. Uh, but history will not look kindly on the people who enforce unrighteous laws. Yeah. Just say it that way.
0: Yeah. I think you always have to ask that question, but that's what for, you know, generations, that's what the state, the wicked state, the pagan state has always wanted. Give your allegiance to us. And the more you have to follow all these laws that come out, the more you become numb to it and you just blindly accept it. And and this is just the way it is. And that's what these people are. I mean, look at them and it's just, just another day in the office, you know, another day in the field. Then we go home and you go to a home to our family and have dinner and just move on with our life and okay, our lives. And who's, who's next? Who's next on the, on the schedule to be raided? Mm-hmm. So that, that's, that's where we're at. This is statism. All right. Be, behold statism here. So if you want to donate, um, if you want more information on how to help Amos, go to the Langsterpatriot.com Patriot.com slash help Amos, um, I want to give you guys a final word, Joel. Is there anything there that you have your, a book open there? Did you read what you wanted to read? Did you want to share any, any final thoughts on this Amos Miller? I want everybody to stay tuned because I think there's going to be more to come here and ways that we can help Amos. But this is this is a serious issue, and it reveals the two-kingdom theology we've spoken about before on this show, the, the statist mindset. I mean, a lot of this comes to a head with this, you know, how people respond to the state coming in and telling you what you can or cannot eat. That, that it's a fundamental question if they can do that. You know, what there is no limits on the state. All right, we've spoken with the pastor off air. State can do whatever they want. Take 100% of your money. Yep. You referred to that Travis I think earlier. There's no limits. So Joel, anything you want to add?
1: Well, you know, uh, Micah six eight, where many of us have heard before, he has shown you a oh, man what is good and what does the Lord require of you, but to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. And right there is a point where God, uh, where with the prophet Micah, God speaking through Pro- prophet Micah, puts justice and mercy together, because justice is actually merciful; they're not enemies; they're friends. But I want to talk about what happens right after that very, very briefly here. Um, Micah asked this question in, in, in verse 10, just two verses later. And, Pastor, I would encourage you or anyone to look at this and consider this, because what we've done, that two-kingdom theology has told us that we can divide up the actual Bible, and some of it applies to us, and some of it does not. We don't believe 2, Corinthians, or 2 Timothy 3.16. All Scripture is profitable. Now some scripture is profitable. But listen what Micah says because this is profitable. Are there yet treasures of wickedness in the house of the wicked Micah asks, and the short measure that is an abomination. Shall I count pure those with wicked scales and with a bag of deceitful weights? For her rich men are full of violence. What is that? Is that like politics right there? I mean, are we are we are we getting away from the gospel here? No. Micah is saying all the word of God for all of life, and God is not going to stand by while people use false weights and measures to cheat their neighbors. Amos Miller is being cheated out of his inheritance and out of his livelihood right now. And Micah is telling us that God will not stand for it. And he's not going to stand for you and I while we justify
0: the wicked here. Yeah, Amos Miller's being cheated, uh, his employees, those of us who want to purchase that food. Luke, anything else you want to add, final word on this manifestation of statism well
2: we're seeing we're seeing the dangers of bad corporate theology you know there's there's not much danger of bad individual theology but bad corporate theology manifests itself in a very dangerous way in this situation when you have an entire community that's that that is basically abandoning one of their own because of their bad theology they're not helping i mean the amish are not helping him right i mean generally speaking generally speaking they're not they're not standing up for him they're not. They're not doing anything for them. You know, you're the one who, who's doing all the help here, Chris. You're the one. You're not even Amish, yeah, you know. I'm not. And and you're the one who started the, the 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 give send go. You're the one who's raising you know over a hundred thousand dollars for them. And where where are the Amish people? You know, but but their bad theology prevents them from standing up corporately. There might be individuals, but but the bad theology stops them from standing up corporately. And very. Wait a minute! What what bad theology you're talking about here? Well, I mean, it, to 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 be specific, I mean, I, I would say a pacifism and Arminianism combined, and okay. some people might say it's the same thing. But uh, they're 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 pacifism. Romans 13, submit everything. You, so, submit everything, and and
1: I would say, if there's oh, some, it's a problem, it must be Amos's fault because the state would never.
2: Yeah. yeah. Right. And, okay. and, and I'd say there's maybe even a little bit of superstition in there, but you know, I'm not going to speak for, for for uh you know regarding that very much, but. Um, this is what happens. I mean can, can you name something um, in history, the uh, changes um, that came about that were really good where people did not have good corporate theology? You know what I'm saying that the war for independence would have never happened without the Presbyterian pastors um, uh, fostering good corporate theology. If they had bad corporate theology, as would happen in France, you would have destruction and death everywhere. The importance of good corporate theology is manifesting itself here as being very important to the welfare of your neighbor. So, not only should we be fostering churches, should be fostering good individual theology, we should be fostering good corporate theology and the, the the failure of pastors to 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 foster that theology um, shows itself to be the lack of them leading their church outside of the four walls as churches we become lovers of walls and the pastors do not lead their congregation outside of of the church and as a result the church is not taught to have good corporate theology it's only good the corporate theology when we're all singing the same song and that's basically where it ends but but we're seeing now when the state comes to get the individual the community must stand up and defend that individual and if you have bad corporate theology that will never happen and they'll pick you off one by one divide and conquer
0: yeah well said all right anything else Travis? no, I'm good. Okay, well, uh, thank you all for listening. There's so much more that could be said here. Again, follow what we're our coverage here at com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Gab, uh, YouTube. Subscribe to the channel if you're not. subscribed. There's going to be more to come, I believe, from Amos Miller. Uh, if Amos Miller rolls over, if the community rolls over, then it's just it's coming to the next farmer, like Travis oh, yeah. said, and eventually, oh, yeah. and eventually it will come. It'll come to Travis's house, my house, yeah. your house. You you, you can't you, you can't grow that garden. You can't you can't sell. You can't give those. You can't even give those eggs to your neighbor. You, you can't drink that milk. Um, that's what the state wants: complete and absolute obedience and and control. And um, that's the direction we're headed, unless the people will repent, repent, and believe and obey Christ and take dominion as He's called us to. To Luke's point. All right, well, thank you so much for listening. God bless. Until next time, remember that Christ, not man, is king. So long.